What you want to know, huh? You want to know why why I'm called Mr. Democrat first and foremost? I uh, I guess uh, I guess you'd say it's my involvement in the party, uh, local, county, state, and national. Thank you. I all levels. No, never, never, uh, never sought public office of my own. Ran once unopposed. I'll get into that later. I was opposed for a minute, but uh, there's an answer to that. It's called the bottom of the fucking Hudson. Kabish. So, uh, involved at all levels, but not starting here in California. Sunny, fucking always sunny. Fucking California. Jesus. Beats the humidity back east, though. You, you ever ride the New York subway in July? Smells like fucking dog shit and piss. Because you got hobos with, like, salt deposits on their pants from pissing profusely, daily, not cleaning themselves, you know? That ain't my fault, though. I'm a Democrat. We try to take care of that shit. Clean those people up. But, uh... Got my start in politics back in New York, up in Manhattan. Hello, shout out. My grandson told me to say that, shout out. He told me a lot of things, a lot of pointers, things to say for the young people. You know, hashtag pandering. See, right there, there's one. But uh, I'm not sure how much of his ideas I'm going to incorporate. He's kind of a fucking moron, rides a fucking bike. He's 34 years old, rides a bike, no wife, no kids. Fucking college teacher, there's 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 a college teacher for you, you know, ivory tower, ivory tower of bullshit. Okay, but let me tell you about really getting things done. Okay, I got started in politics. Got started uh, back in New York through the depression. Yeah, I just call it the depression. I know some of you out there go call it the great. Depression. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, it wasn't that great when you were there. Capiche? That's the, that's the dumbest name I've ever heard. Great Depression. You think that in the 1930s we're all walking around destitute and jobless, turning to each other every five seconds going, Hey, ain't this fucking great? It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. First off, you need to understand this. Okay, I had several jobs. After the crash... I had several jobs. They were jobs. You know, 22, 23% unemployment by 1932. That's really bad. It ain't jobless. There were jobs out there. You know, you wouldn't think it. You open a, a, a history textbook today, all you see is a picture of some fucking jerk-off standing in line. There's just a line of people outside of some brick-mortar fucking bullshit. Like, that's all you see in the books is pictures of bread lines. You'd think the Great Depression was just a bunch of people standing in bread lines. Like, like every day in the 1930s, we all just got up, left the house, and went and looked for a fucking line to stand in somewhere. You know? People were working. Don't take away our agency, okay? People were working. However, every job I had, temporary, couldn't keep it. Didn't matter where, from 1929 to 1933, temporary. 
I worked at Wall Street. Hello, talk about fucking temporary. Are you kidding me? Because a lot of people don't realize, you know, you could get a job on Wall Street, 1930, 31. Stock market, October 29. October 19, October 29th, 1929. That's a good, easy one to remember, right? Right before Halloween. Right before Halloween. Although Halloween was different when I was younger. We didn't dress up like some fucking skank fairy, you know? And by skank fairy, I mean like Tinkerbell, really slutty. I'm not trying to uh, make a derogatory remark about the LGBT community, okay? Like slutty nurse, slutty fucking doctor, slutty cop. A cop. A fucking slutty cop. Why don't you be a dignified individual for once in your life, okay? And don't tell me that they ain't asking for. I'm not saying that anyone's asking for nothing. You know, when they go out, they drink a lot and the fucking outfit barely covers their fucking snatch, okay? I'm sorry, their box. Their box. Barely covers their box. You can be, uh, I ain't victim blaming. All I'm saying is Halloween used to be put on a fucking a ghost outfit, you know? Which, I live near Harlem, you couldn't do that because you couldn't just poke a bunch of holes in a white sheet and walk around 125th and Lenox. That didn't fly, okay? We had, we had dignity back then, we had some respect, you know? Uh, so, which is cool. Harlem was just, was, 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 was this, is, this is Harlem Renaissance we're talking. Early stages of the Great Migration. Prior to that, Harlem was a Jewish neighborhood. Fucking Emma Goldman was living on 125th, and then... The war comes, World War One. I, I was about 11, when the United States got involved. Went from a Jewish neighborhood to all of a sudden, uh, Sylvia's is over there. Fucking fried chicken. And the cornbread, by the way, at Sylvia's, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. I cannot recall if they have the uh, hot water cornbread or just the, the regular kind. But uh, delicious, delicious food, good environment. Shopton goes there, you know, Shopton, who, whom I, I have met, by the way. Uh, Democratic National Convention, 1984. Hello, Mondale Ferraro. What could have been? What could have been? But anyways, let's talk about the real Democratic Party, the one that, that I helped, that I was a part of, that stood for something, and it kicked fucking ass way back when. So I have temporary jobs, Wall Street. General Motors, uh, Morgan Company, you know, sales, distribution, temporary. I even worked for some fish company. Can you believe that? Smelled like halibut for six months, capiche? But all of them from 1929 to 1933, all temporary. All temporary. For me, for lots of people out there. If you were lucky, you had a job that had uh, a guaranteed employment of more than Six to 12 months. So it was tough. But people were working, okay? We weren't standing in some fucking bread line. We were working. Uh, whether you had a job or not, people who didn't have jobs, it wasn't like they sat around waiting for a handout. You know? The whole point of the welfare state that I helped push was that people were asking for a handout just for, just for the sake of it. You know, they wanted to work. People wanted to work. People were ready to work. 
people were ready to work hard. Those, that was a fact. Or as John McCain would say, the fundamentals of our economy are strong. Eh. Fucking douchebag. That's what happens when you, when you, when you choose a, a senator from Arizona. Hint, hint, hasn't worked out too well. Okay. But no, no permanent jobs, right? Temporary jobs, bouncing around. So I'm thinking, okay, time to do something different. Choose a different path. Think outside the box, right? Not Tinkerbell's box that we discussed earlier, a different box. Think outside the box. We didn't say it back then. We didn't, we didn't have these fucking stupid slogans like you people do now. We didn't say think outside the box. We called it go out and get a fucking job. J-O-B, hashtag John Witherspoon. Thank you. You know, these people today, they have, they have their, uh, what is it, kombucha? Drinking kombucha, a fucking smoothie. Organic. You know, we used to, we used to have, we used to think organic was stuff that the Indians had, till it turns out, apparently, fry bread and a bottle of whiskey ain't organic exactly. Capiche? These, 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 these touchy-feely liberals today, though, you know, they, they go, well, it's time to think outside the box. Why don't you shut the fuck up and wear a fucking tie once in a while, asshole? Okay? Your fucking turtlenecks, your denim, your, like, you know, masseuse in the cafeteria of, the co- of whatever you call it. It's, not a, it's a playground now. I don't know. You don't work in a factory. You don't work in a fucking office. You work in a, in a, in a playground or a park. A park. That's great. That's great. I was in a city council race once. We ran against this lady, lady candidate, very, you know, not going to hold it against her because that's because I'm a Democrat. I have, you know, worked with lots of women at all the levels of government. Usually they're better off than the men because the men get in government and they think they're going to fucking stick, stick you know what in everything moving around. You should see some of the secretaries these guys think are doing a good job because they, they're, they're thinking with the pricks. You know, you go into the congressional office and it's like, Big tittied, fucking Mary Jane, 22 years old, you know, three correspondence courses in seven years, and you think that things are flowing smoothly because you're flowing smoothly, if you know what I mean. Hashtag handjob. Anyways, this lady run for city council, she says she built a park. A park. You know what it was? It was a set of fucking monkey bars and two swings next to a middle school. That's good. Wasn't even grass. There wasn't even grass. It's a playground. She built what basically looks like uh, one of the training grounds for Al-Qaeda. The ones in the video where they're wearing those stupid hoods going across a set of monkey bars that are four feet off the ground. That's what it looked like. I think that might be where they filmed the Al-Qaeda training videos, is at this uh, park ooh, next to a middle school. That's good, you know, that's what, that, that's good. That gives the kids a good place to buy weed from. Thank you, lady. So, and she gets the endorsement of labor, of labor. We'll get into that later. First, uh, so 1932, right? Now, the stock market recovered. October 29th, 1929, stock market covers. So I worked on Wall Street. But the problem is, a lot of people don't realize, is that there's this massive crash. 
the stock market bounces back, but then over the course of the next three years, steadily declines. There are real estate bubbles that burst. The banks back then, you had no regulation over anything. They, you, people were working in a fucking coal mine or a fucking garment factory in the lowest, lower east side, taking their money, saving their shekels, going to the bank, thinking that they were going to spend, you know, they were going to save up for, for their kids' college, you know, a few hundred bucks, because that's what it cost back then. Thank you, Ronald Reagan, asshole. And next thing you know, the bank says, oh, yeah, here's your deposit into your account. You don't have a fucking account back then. They take your money. They put it into some real estate bubble in Florida, right? Because some jack-off cashier, bank teller, is like, oh, my grandmother is moving to Florida. Fucking old Jews are going to start doing it. Whatever. They, were, they, were, they, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. And there was no one telling them to not do it. No one, no one there was saying, hey, these is actual working people's money. Do you know what I'm saying? So people, stock market crashes. People go to take their money out from the bank. Guess what? Fucking money isn't there. First people in line, Another. This is, these are the lines you see, right? The lines you see of the depression are people lying in a bank, and then you find out there's no money in the bank. Next page you turn, people are in a picture at a fucking bread line, right? They go to the bank. Hey, where's my money? It ain't here. You're talking about the 20 years of going into that fucking coal mine? Dancing with the devil? Is not there. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a free bread down the street, so I'm going to get in that line, and I'm going to end up in the history books. General Motors, I mean, uh, not. It, don't get me wrong. Cars are very young at this point, and, and Americans are we're ahead of the curve at this point. We're making cars. They ain't making, they ain't making cars in Japan back then, right? Japan is just, just getting into a, a, a period of, of what's called modernity. Modernity. I learned that in a correspondence course, City College, New York. Right, so we're building the best cars, but if people don't have enough money, if they only have a, a jobs part-time, they're underemployed, they're unemployed, and they ain't making great money. There's no union recognition at this point from the federal government. They ain't making a lot. They can't buy a car. So General Motors isn't hiring. You know, what are you going to do? The, the aforementioned fish company, so I'm thinking, let's try something different. Just so happens, just so happens, uh, I have a good friend, a good friend, Antonio. We call him Tony, but his real name was Antonio uh, Fiorelli LaGuardia Vespucci Third. Hello. How to forget. Tony was ward captain of my district in the city, right? Up in Manhattan, north of Harlem. Near the polo grounds, go Giants. Hello. Hashtag Bobby Thompson. So, he's ward captain of my district in the city. One day, he takes me over to Tammany Hall, right? I know what you're thinking already, and let's not go there. Because you know what? Within an hour, I walk out with a fucking job, right? A steady job. And they did things for people, you know, every year, Christmas time, if you were poor, you got a basket of bread, cheese, fucking fresh fruit. You know who, who gave that to you? Tammany. They had their evils, you know, they had their evils, but hey, my, my in-laws had their evils. It, it doesn't mean I ain't going to stay with my wife, Kabish. 
So, I do work for Tammany Hall in the city. You know, organizing. Organizing. Back then, though, Democrats controlled New York City. It was the state and the country that we didn't get, right? Occasionally, if you won New York City, you could control the state, theoretically. It wasn't as simple, though. You had to, you had to branch out into upstate New York, which was a different territory than the city, right? For various reasons uh, that I don't want to talk about because I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, but let's just say this, okay? Upstate New York uh, don't have lots of bees. Their problem is they have too many wasps. You know what I'm saying? Kabish? You know, so Al Smith uh, can't become president, right? The Democrats control the southern states, the former Confederacy, because we had, let's face it, uh, some racists in our party, right? White supremacists in our party. We would do things in northern cities that were good for the people, and we would try to get the southern part to do things for the people. The only problem is they only recognized whites as people, right? And for a lot, while, we let, we let that slide because we figure northern blacks are getting help, right? And they're, they're the only ones that are voting. It's just, it was, it was too much. You know, Lincoln tried, as a Republican, he tried and uh, failed, or at least his successors did. They gave up, you know? When you, when you fight a four-year war and you defeat the South and they still put on hoods and walk around with shotguns and nooses, this is a formidable fucking opponent. You need a lot of energy and diligence to take this on. I think that uh, blacks in the South probably had it, uh, but, but, but they did not have help from the federal government, right? Just like in 1929, 1930, 31, the federal government wasn't helping people, right? But Tammany was in New York City. I worked for Tammany with very big people in the city, right? But uh, lo and behold, Governor Roosevelt decides to run for president. The Roosevelt campaign is kicking off, okay? Governor of New York, former assistant secretary of the Navy, Hyde Park, native, this guy is New York, on lockdown, uh, in the city at least, because he's a Democrat. What we decide is to send uh, some folks, some cadre, if you will, upstate, right, into the wasp's nest, so to speak. So, I had a friend, actually, I think it wasn't Tony, it was my friend Pete. Pete dated a girl, lived in Long Island, she was Welsh, he used to refer to her, uh, you know, he used to refer to intimacy with her as going into the wasp's nest, which is a bad joke, sorry. So anyways, Roosevelt campaign starts, uh, 1932, I get sent upstate, upstate to, uh, as they put it, organize and found clubs, okay? Not the clubs with poles and ladies hanging from them and black guys throwing money in the air. I'm talking about democratic political social clubs, you know? Good stuff. So I hop on a train, head a few counties over. I go upstate. Uh, 
which we will talk about. I need to talk about next episode. I have some gabagool going. Uh, I'm supposed to take it to my in-laws' house, uh, and it's it's it has a time on this thing. So that's that's more important because family comes first. That's the moral of the story, and we will continue later.